Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. We were doing uh, impressions during the break, and I was doing my Andy Reid. You guys were like reading a script straight from uh, and the Amal, movie. I didn't, like, Amal's got hidden talents that people yeah. out there might not be aware of. You're Wilfred Brimley from The Firm. I'll put that up there with anybody. <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> recollection right there. <clears throat> As I tried to a great audio guy, I was wondering why, you, why we were laughing about it so much. I was like, well, it's only the 37th time we've talked about this movie. But a few it, good men we've But you know, who we've does Wilfred Brimley lines from The Firm? <laughs> Nobody. I haven't heard anybody. Maul Shaw does. Does them quite well. Uh, let's burn down the studio here. Because, again, we're going to have two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl. And I, look, it's going to be probably, it will be, the most bet game of the year. And there's a lot of points to be made about that in and of itself. But let's do it. Hold or fire Super Bowl edition here as we have 13 days before we get to Super Sunday. So we see, and we just talked about it, where this line opened up with the Chiefs pretty much two, two and a half. And then, whoop, that got hit big. And swung that pendulum back all the way through zero. And now the wrecking ball goes towards the Eagles laying a point and a half. Totals come down a little bit, at least here at South Point. 49 and a half was up 50, 50 and a half when it opened up. So Malshaw, 13 days removed. If you like the Eagles laying a point and a half, fold or fire? I would fire. I think the number is going to go up. I already saw just now a couple places gone up to two. I would look at Philadelphia here, Dave. I think they've got a great opportunity in this matchup. The one concern you have from a Kansas City standpoint, they're very capable of winning this game, is health. You know, uh, Ben referenced ben, uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle issue coming in to this game yesterday. Now you're concerned about it. Two weeks is going to help immensely. We saw Kadarius Toney get hurt, uh, Smith-Schuster, Miko mm-hmm. uh, Hardman, uh, Snead on the defense. They've got a plethora of different injuries that you're concerned with. However, you talk about having a bye at the most opportune time. This couldn't be any better it, weather's not going to be a factor, which I think benefits Kansas City in this game. I think Philly, based on the way they're designed, it, it obviously has a factor because they throw the ball, but I don't think as much. I think the Chiefs will benefit from playing in Glendale in the Dome and State Farm. It, it's much more beneficial. I'm glad you brought that up. So we're going to Arizona, and if you've never seen that stadium up close and personal, they roll that field out there, yep. right? So, yes, it's a dome, but it still feels like maybe a slower track, kind of like we saw yesterday at Burl, I mean Arrowhead. So, like, you know, I would just wonder, 
if that grass field is going to help out the Chiefs a little bit uh, versus the Eagles, who do play on, you know, play there at the link and a little bit different conditions. Do you make anything of that, that it is still a grass field, even though it's inside of a dome? Uh, no, I think the dome is the big factor, right? No win, no, no concerns from that standpoint. Uh, the grass field's great. It, 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 you don't have those types of injuries that you'd have back in the day on AstroTurf, so obviously that's a benefit. But this is the ideal conditions to play the game in. Uh, this, this should be a lot of fun. should be a, a terrific matchup, I think. We can't seem to find an over. For those overbackers out there, you just, you're coming up snake eyes here <laughs> in the last, what, seven games here in the NFL playoffs. Are we like, I don't know here as we sit on a Monday, if we're going to hold our fire on the total of 49 and a half. Again, it's come down a little bit, about a point, I think about 15 and a half. It still feels high to me. I've been saying this. Uh, I feel like a broken record with a lot of these games, like even the Niners Eagles games of 45 and a half. It just felt high to me. And then of course, when Brock Purdy went out, you went, well, they just can't, they can't, they can't even, I can't believe it got that close to get into the total of 31 seven because they just can't form- formulate an offense. Injuries happen. It's hard to handicap. We talk about it a lot on the network, and we should. But, like, it's easier for an under to hit because of the unforeseen versus a lot of things have to go right for overs to hit. Well, I would, yes, I would agree with you in the sense that more things have to go correct for you in order for an over to hit mm-hmm. than an under. But, you know, you look in that Chiefs game yesterday, I thought a couple of failed opportunities in the red zone by both teams. Um, you know, the one thing I'm surprised more teams in the NFL don't do when the Bengals had the ball with eight seconds remaining at the four yard line or the three yard line, wherever it was before halftime. Yeah. Yep. To me, if I'm the Kansas city defense, I hold exactly right. Yeah. Dave, I am tackling yeah. every eligible receiver on the play. I am. I don't care if I get called for, I want every referee to have emptied their flags and their hats. Uh, there should be a penalty on everybody on this play. I don't care if you're grabbing face masks, doing whatever, because then what you do is you force Zach Taylor into, are you going to gamble for the seven or are you going to take the three? Yeah. I, I was a little bit, by the way, Zach Taylor, I've, I've kind of done a 180 on Zach, uh, the way he handled himself after the game and everything. I, I was a little bit, if we're going to really mince and get, get into the weeds on play calling in that sequence, they had first and goal. They threw a quick out, uh, just jump ball incomplete. It was the second, they, there was a second down play that took too long to develop, and they tried to do it like an out at the goal line, and I think five seconds ran off the clock. Then they only had four, so they kicked the field goal. I thought they should have done the jump ball again. They could have ran that play twice and then still kicked the, the field goal on fourth down if they didn't succeed because we saw, where, I think it was T. Higgins in the second half, where he just goes up and gets it over two defenders. You had single coverage. You got those big behemoth receivers. I would have done that twice and still had time then to kick the field goal on fourth down. Yeah, I think, though, the one thing is with eight seconds remaining, the play is going to take at least four seconds. So I think either way you're stuck with a one second, I mean, one play. Yeah, unless you do it in three, like really quick, right? Like no three-step drop, just a one-step drop and throw. Uh, yeah, from the, the problem yard. is I, I don't know if you, in that duration, you can get into the end zone, right? Like, I mean, you're getting off the line. Yeah, it's close. So, I mean, you can't take the risk of going like the Chiefs did last. Remember the end of the half? Oh, they boy. messed up. They didn't end up getting any points. So I, I'm a big advocate of – I love what they did there. They went with a quick play. You know, Burrow's going to make the just get rid of it. Put yourself in a situation either it's going to be a touchdown or you're taking three points. My point from a defensive standpoint was that if you get the penalties and the ball's moved towards the goal line, you force Cincinnati to take a calculated risk. Do you want to go for it or do you want to take the sure three points? And Dave, you, Kelly, and I have talked about a lot. I'm a big proponent of taking the field goals in the first half because they add up over time. They just become so vitally important in this game. We saw five field goals kicked in this game. So you saw the importance of it. It put you in a position to be tied late. And then you thought with McPherson or with uh, Butker, there'd be an opportunity for either team. They get inside the 35. They're probably going to win the game. You know, I'm looking at the total here. And again, as, as we just hypothetically, and I'm not saying you have to bet it. I'm with them all, by the way. If you like the Eagles, I'd fire today in the one and a half. This number is going to go up. I think it's going to get to three before we get to kick. We'll find out. But it'll, it'll probably be in that two, two and a half range. So if you do like the Eagles, that seems to be the smart move. We would say hold on the Chiefs for the same rationale here. That if you like the money line, right now it's plus dollar five here at the, at South Point. You're probably going to get closer to 115, maybe even to 120 if you just wait over the next 13 days. The total is the tricky one. That if you if you had to, and we're not encouraging you to do so, I would not actually fire. I would do a, a Marshall here hold on 49 half because I don't know where this is going to go. The public wants to bet the over. And it feels like, because, again, we don't know the injury situation, that the under would make more sense today. 
Those are going to be conflicting things here in the marketplace, which maybe keeps that number right around where it is. I don't know that we're going to get a lot of variance in the next Yeah, we haven't seen days. a ton of movement on that yet. I, I mean, I I think the, the side, we could see the same thing with just from what kind of based off what we saw last week with Kansas City, not knowing, you know, not knowing about Mahomes. Now, I think we know a little bit more about what Mahomes is going to look like based off of what we saw in that game yesterday that yes he's going to play he's going to be he's going to be pretty darn effective uh but you know mobility is going to be limited there's a few throws that uh he struggled with where he had to go cross body and stuff like that and really test that but I, I, you know I'm all like this is one where I always we always talk about Super Bowl betting and how money lines will always get bet you know bet nearly as much as spreads which is pretty rare usually it's spreads that get bet more heavily in the NFL during the course of a regular season this is one I just I can't imagine when when you know Joe Public shows up on the weekend of the Super Bowl they're seeing a plus money number next to Patrick Mahomes they're not jumping on this so I I don't know maybe we don't see a lot of movement over the next two weeks but that final weekend I think this shifts more back to the Chiefs side I I tend to agree with you on that weekend I think you will see more Chiefs um, you know it's going to be interesting when you look at this matchup for me is Kansas City's health because the one thing that we talked about when we started the show today is. Philadelphia, yes, they won the game 31-7, dominant fashion. But you had a roughing the kick uh, call that allowed the team to get an extra score on that drive. It's like baseball. When you commit that error and don't get the third out, that fourth out, the teams are too good. Absolutely. They're going to take advantage of it. We saw Philly take advantage of it. Devontae Smith in completion. They were were gift-wrapped seven points to begin the game. Yeah, absolutely. So I think from that standpoint, there's arguments to be made on both sides there. Um, To me, though, the key is Mahomes. Can he get healthy enough over two weeks? And I think, look, Based on where he was last week, I, I got to give him a ton of credit. Yes. I mean, oh, to yeah. me now having two weeks, even if you retweak the ankle, this guy's going to be fine. And, and I'll tell you, if you're Patrick Mahomes, this is a huge, huge legacy game. I, I agreed because you'd like to get, you know, I can't wait over the hump of being just a one-time Super Bowl champion as Mahomes is. But it does make a difference in legacy. They start to add up. They yeah, do. I mean, last night was a big milestone game, too. I mean, just simply because of what they, they're – their wins and losses, or lack thereof, against against Cincinnati. I agree. I, 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 by the way, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes has ever been an underdog in a playoff game, and I think that's about to change, right? And again, we'll, I'll, we can check that, but I do not believe he's been a dog yet in a playoff game. Uh, certainly, has not been at home as they 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 were, depending on where you get the number earlier in the week against the Bengals, and of course they flipped to the, and closed as the favorite. Uh, by the end of that. So we do have that prospect. And I think Kelly's right. People are going to see the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, plus money in a money line. For some, that's going to be too good to pass up. I would agree with you, and I think it's going to be interesting. You know, the one advantage of betting money lines, especially with the dog, is you can come back the other way yes. in, in a game opportunity, regardless of what it is, and take a price. You know, I'll give you a quick example. You know, if you bet, for example, in the game yesterday on the money line, uh, before the game started, Kansas City. You could have taken anywhere between 2 to $6 on the Bengals at any point in time, so you have zero risk left on the Chiefs. When the Chiefs punted to, uh, to Cincinnati uh, with a couple of minutes remaining, and they had that conversion of, after the third down, uh, excuse me, after the intentional grounding, they converted the long third down, you could have gotten the Chiefs at a plus price. Look, if you're doing it and you're paying attention, there's going to be opportunities throughout the course of the game. There's very few games. Even in this game, it took until late in the fourth quarter to have an opportunity with KC, but it still presented itself. I'd be curious what the number would be if we knew Patrick Mahomes was 100%. It would not be Eagles one and a half. Come on back. Much more to get to Monday edition of Big Bets here on Visa. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The big game means big plans for VSIN. VSIN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews, all of our experts breaking down the game. You don't want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSIN Final Countdown, and VSIN Primetime all live from Radio Row starting next week. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props, head to VSIN.com. That's VSIN.com. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. Again, uh, that is going to be a, a great week of coverage here on the network. Again, Eagles right now, a point and a half favorites, 49 and a half is that total. But sometimes, we mentioned this last week, those numbers are gone. If you wanted to take the quarterbacks, whether it was Joe Burrow or Brock Purdy or certainly Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, you could have gotten over three to one on those price tags. They're gone now. Now we're down to two. If you like Jalen Hurts, plus a dollar ten. If you like Patrick Mahomes, be your Super Bowl MVP, plus a dollar thirty. Now, if you really look at what Jalen Hurts has done in this postseason, in the two playoff games, he hasn't done a whole lot. He hasn't needed to do a whole lot. I believe yesterday, 120-plus passing yards. And against the Giants, I believe it was 154. So we haven't even combined for 300 passing yards and two easy victories. Well, I mean, this is one of the easiest runs to a oh Super Bowl you're going to see in your life, right? You, you don't even have a quarterback. Yep. And you got to play the Giants. I, I think the Giants would probably finish second in the SEC West. Yep. <clears throat> I, I mean, it, it, well, it emphasizes this with the new change in the playoff format, the importance of getting a one seed, right? Kelly, that's a great huge. point. It's, it's huge. Their, their road to a Super Bowl, I mean, you know, you can say whatever you want about the teams they played or the officiating or whatever. Their road to a Super Bowl is about as simple as it's going to get. At home, against the Giants, and then a team that didn't have a quarterback. Now, you know, some people say, well, it's, you know, bad luck for the other team. They did knock out the quarterback. I mean, they did hit Brock Purdy. Now, the Josh Johnson one was a concussion, and that's just the day and age of football that we live in. So I feel bad for those guys getting hurt. But, you know, the Eagles also did do the old attack the quarterback thing. And if they go out, they go out. That's not, that's not their fault. This is all goes back to Kelly Bidlin's Vikings. They screwed everything up. If they only beat the Giants, everything, all the matchups are different but they couldn't beat the Giants at home <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. And then the Eagles get this gift walk scenario, cakewalk scenario all the way to the Super Bowl. So I, when I look at the MVPs, sure, the Eagles are the betting favorites. Now, would you rather take plus money with Jalen Hurts at plus $1.10 versus laying the small number? No. I wouldn't because I think there's 
he hasn't been Superman, nor has he had to be. Well, I think Miles Sanders is a guy. Remember, he had two touchdowns early in that football game. Devontae Smith is another one that can make some plays for you. Uh, I, I don't believe Kenneth Gainwell will get enough touches to be a well, Super Bowl MVP. Did we nail that, though, Kelly, on Friday, that the prop for Kenneth mm-hmm. Gainwell, I think it was 11 and a half. Like, this is the easiest. you got to bang that over. And, look, I don't know if Miles is still going to get the majority of the carries, to your point here, Maul. But they've been using multiple guys here to kind of wear down these defenses. If if somebody else is in play, and by the way, A.J. Brown has not had a huge postseason yet. Again, hasn't needed to. Is this the A.J. Brown game at 10-1 to 1 against rookies running in that uh, defensive backfield for the Chiefs? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. You know, getting back to your point about Hurts, I think at plus 110, you can't bet him. Mahomes at plus 130 is the play to me if you like Kansas City to mm-hmm. win the game. Kelsey's a guy who could be interesting at 10-1, to 1, but uh, – I don't think the NFL wants him calling out other jabronis within the league. Yep. So I, I think it's going to be much more difficult for him. Uh, the one that intrigues me for Philly is Devontae Smith at 25 to one, right? This is a guy that won a Heisman trophy at the wide receiver position. You know, first one to do it since Desmond. So I, I think that in that situation, he's not a guy that's outside of the realm of possibility. It would probably be Jalen hurts, but I think with Philadelphia, it is far more balanced than it would be with any other team. And again, for if you're doing the math here, Mahomes plus a dollar thirty versus Chiefs money line plus a dollar five. Correct. So you got to you got to take Mahomes. You, you still got. I mean, it, may, it might not be instead of the Chiefs, but at least half of your bet should be. I, I in my opinion, on Mahomes MVP. The narrative surrounding him oh, right man. now, like it is with this injury going on. If they win this game, it's real. It's really hard to imagine him not winning that. Unless, like, unless a defensive player comes into play. I mean, we saw Chris Jones make a couple massive plays last night. Who knows? He able to get a fumble recovery or something like that? Yeah, maybe that happens. But if it's anybody on the offense, it's it's Mahomes. And no, no doubt. And and I think to Kelly's point here too, like it's it it will be narrative driven to a degree. And this is supposed to only be on the Super Bowl. Yeah. But people are human, and they're looking at what. Patrick Mahomes has put his leg through and gutted it out and he can't run. It'd be like in the flu game if they gave the MVP to Scottie Pippen. I mean, this is not going to happen, right? If Jordan's out there sick as a dog and you win the title, he's going to get the MVP, right? So if the Chiefs win, I really don't care what the score looks like. They're going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's really almost unfathomable to see another scenario where he's not the MVP. Well, real quick, a quarterback has won the award 31 times, uh, running back seven times, wide receiver seven times, defensive end twice, a linebacker four times, safety two times, a cornerback once, a defensive tackle once, and a kick returner, punt returner one time. The D tackle and the D end were in the same game. I can give you that. That Harvey Martin and Randy White? Barry, maybe you are. I can't get anything by you. Try to sneak that one past the goalie. Because you don't <laughs> see D tackles, Randy White. That's it. Dallas Cowboys when they beat the Denver Broncos 27 to 10. So, like, those, it takes rare instances in historical senses if you're looking at Chris Jones at 40-1. to I mean, like, it just doesn't happen. And those were co-MVPs. What happens there if they do co Let's say they did Chris Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes, co-MVPs. Do you have to split my 40-1? to Like, how does that work? Dead heated, probably? I don't even know. Right? Because, by the way, they don't do that. That, that one that we're referring – it was co-MVPs with Harvey Martin and, and Randy White in that game, DE and D tackle. So they don't maybe now with the advent of gambling involved, they don't do that like they did back then, right? Because back then, I, I don't know, maybe there were some props out there you could have gotten in the 70s, but it feels like in today's day and age, the league is almost aware that these are real tickets with real money being spent on them. I'd be stunned if we saw ever a co-MVP again. Yeah, it's highly unlikely. Um you know who could have a profound impact in this game if Philly's going to have success is Hassan Reddick. Mm. He was a, tr- a monster. Yeah, he's had a tremendous uh, season, regular season. Had a great game yesterday against San Francisco. He's at fifty to one. You know, I, I think some I of these s- are tough. Go ahead, sorry. Kelly. I was going to say I saw I saw a tweet today. Uh, since the beginning of December, eleven and a half sacks for Hassan Reddick, by, by far the most in the league. Good job, Cardinals. Wow. Don't, don't bring him back. Well, so, you, you know what, though? I, I don't think he duplicates that success in, in Arizona, though. Right. Better system now, better players in, up front. Well, players around you makes a difference. Sure. I, I, I think when you see certain guys, they have the ability to negate, uh, you know, a potential double team on the other side of you because somebody else there can play. Well, again, and this is unfair uh, in context. When you look at Darius Slay at 60-1, to 1, 
Now, he's locking guys down, but yesterday they didn't have a quarterback that actually could throw the football, right? He's going to get opportunities, Darius Slay, at 60-1 to against Patrick Mahomes. So did PFF give them an off-the-charts grade for their secondary performance? Right? Oh, my God, that thousand out of 100. Literally couldn't throw the football. So, like, I I wonder, again, we've seen this historically. I go back to Larry Brown, certainly for the Cowboys, against um, Neil O'Donnell back in the day in 95, where – if you're a corner and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes and maybe a compromised Patrick Mahomes, and if Jalen Hurts looks like he's looked the last couple of weeks in the playoffs, maybe there is the prospect if you rip two from Patrick Mahomes, if you're D Slay, take one to the house. Like there are that's what it would take in order to get a DB to to win this award. I would agree with you. I, I just think Mahomes is so good. I don't I don't think it's gonna be an issue. You know, we talked about it earlier in the show, Burrow. I think Burrow's unbelievable. Um to me, I think Burrow's the second best player in the NFL. Mm. Uh, I think Mahomes is still, I think there's some separation. Burrow's amazing, but Mahomes just, he seems to be able to make plays when they need him. Mahomes, by the way, you could have gotten him 9-1 to one to win the MVP. We talked about it this summer. Like, what are we missing here? That he's that, again, the narrative was all Josh Allen. Like, if you go back to, and I'm, I'll be very curious when this market repopulates for next year's MVP. I got to think Joe Burrow might be the betting favorite. Because, again, then they'll go, well, we just gave it to Mahomes. He's going to win the MVP this year. They, they look like the most complete team to me. Cincinnati yeah, they do. does. And, again, that's – again, I, I feel like we're going to enjoy the Super Bowl. We can't wait. We're going to bet the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. I feel like the best team isn't in the Super Bowl. I do feel like the Bengals kind of prove what they had to do. And what they did to Buffalo and what they were doing to Buffalo in the DeMar Hamlin game, what they already had done to Kansas City – whether you want to get into the, the rabbit hole of the officiating yesterday at Arrowhead. But I do feel like the best team is not playing in this year's Super Bowl. That happens. It happens from time to time. But that's where the Bengals are. Now, can they keep that, that team together? Remember, everybody was betting the Ravens this year to win that division over the, the Bengals. I think the respect factor has now finally come like it's already there for the Chiefs in the AFC West. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'll tell you, nobody was slower to the Bengals party than me. I just didn't believe in this team. I thought they had a good run last year, but you saw about midway through the season, this team played pretty much as well as anybody in the league. It's what uh, Miyagi said to Danielson at Karate Kid. Balance. Whole life. There's a balanced football team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bow! No, not bow, bow! We got a first Mr. Miyagi reference from Dave Ross. All right. Uh, Karate Kid's not a movie about karate. It's about life. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VC. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are back from South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. Of course, 13 days till we get to Super Sunday, the last meaningful game of the year. The Pro Bowl will be played the week after. Or is it in the week before? I don't know. Like, who's going to watch that? Who's, who's going to bet on that? I hope you can't bet on it this year. I did bet on it and made some money last year on it, betting the over. But Amal, the, the do's and don'ts of betting the Super Bowl is kind of what we're going to talk about this segment. And, and what I think is everybody wants to bet the Super Bowl. I get it. But you always have a really good litmus test. Like, if this game wasn't on TV and you really don't have an advantage either way, the caution here or the cautionary tale would be don't force feed stuff. Right, yeah. because because everybody's going to want to get in on the action, and that's why it's the most bet event that we're going to have. Now, maybe March Madness in totality, you'll get actual more wages, but for one singular game, it's Super Sunday. Give me some do's and don'ts for people that are getting into this space here and going, well, what's the right way to attack the Super Bowl? You know, first of all, if you go through the props, you will see some props where you'll see one price on one item, but if you look around through the other million props you'll see something that's skewed differently based on the number so you can almost scalp a profit in certain situations you really got to go through it it's going to take a deep dive but there's some opportunities there some of the other ones you know a yard and a half on uh, you know let's say san francisco was in it real quick and i'm, I'm trying to think on the other side who would it be but uh you know if kyle use would get a carry would probably be one you would see something like that mm-hmm. uh you know so in this game you'd look at you know who's going to get an opportunity to play who's going to be in there What's the situation from that perspective? A perfect example we'll see is a number of carries for Isaiah Pacheco. You know, all those things are a factor. And so it's hard to bet that one 
Because unless if you believe Kansas City is going to win, then he's going to get more carries late, right? They would be working the clock. If you don't, then he might have fewer carries. So all those things, in terms of how you see the game as a whole, is going to be a part of how you see some of the prop bets as well. Yeah, and if you're talking player props, I think I think one you know kind of warning for this Super Bowl. Uh, would just be, I mean, all the injuries on the Kansas City side, Man. right? I, I mean, I would not, especially this early. And look, DraftKings and some of these other shops, they've got, their Super Bowl props are out. They're up. Uh, they're up to be bet right now. Uh, they'll still be adding stuff as the, as the next couple of weeks go by. But player props are up. Um, I don't know what they got receiving listed. I'm sure it's very little um, for the Kansas City side. But that's one you kind of got to track uh, injury status of. I think some of the ones that, some of the trap ones that we, we we should probably bring up the warnings about every year the safety to be, be you know to happen in a game it's never really the true odds of what a safety should be but every everybody wants to bet it because it's long odds um, and what it's happened like twice in the past twelve years or something like that so um, that's one there's the the score to happen three times in a, in a row. three possessions in yeah, a row that would probably be minus up. like two twenty two fifty yeah yeah. So I think it's things like that. I think it's things like that. You gotta you gotta watch out for it when you, you, you some 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 of them will. You can trick your own mind when you're reading uh, reading some of these props and be like, oh, well, that that seems like they do that for sure. Right, and that's the thing. People are gonna over bet the Super Bowl. And, and look, if you're doing it for fun, it's pizza money on some of these props that we're talking about. Okay, that's fine. But if you're really taking it seriously. You got to be cautious out there in the marketplace because there's a lot of traps that that can be laid out for for people out there that are maybe you know they think oh this is this is a really good play to Kelly's point of a safety what had happened in the in the Broncos uh, first play with Peyton Manning when the snap went over his head I know one from last week which was interesting there was a prop out there how many passes would be thrown by number of players I think it was two and a half in the in the Bengals and the Chiefs game. Oh, that's always a Super Bowl one, yep. And I think it was only two that ended up making Correct. forward Correct. passes. Now, in the Niner game. Wanted with four? Yeah, four. So yeah. it easily goes over. But, again, that's because of injuries to the quarterbacks uh, that we saw there. So you can look at it that way. Look, if you want to get into that market, if it is two and a half, the Philly special comes to mind with Nick Foles, right, back in the day where he caught the touchdown pass against Tom Brady and the Patriots. You're probably going to see some sort of trick play because these guys have two weeks to dial one up. So I would imagine that prop feels like it could be playable to an app, but you got to see what the number is. Because if it's, you know, a big-time minus number, if it's minus $1.50, why would you lay that kind of juice if it's two and a half for waiting for that gadget play to come? Yeah, absolutely. Dave, I thought you brought up a couple of great points. One, you mentioned the juice on that two and a half prop as an example. So something you want to strongly consider. The other thing is on a prop like the two and a half, which you pretty much know is going to be the number, right? Mm -hmm. Number of pass attempts by different players. So if you have that in your mind, once it gets released and you want to bet that whether it be over or under, it doesn't matter, you should kind of react quickly if you think the number is going to move against you because that's the one thing where if you look at, let's say you've got a player like Kelsey. Let's say his receiving yardage is 84 and a half. I'm just throwing out an arbitrary mm-hmm. number. If they believe it's going to go over, meaning the, the, the betters, that all of a sudden you see that number increase fairly quickly and it could get to 90 or something like that. So – You've got to react to some of these very quickly. Now, some of the ones where the number's going to stay, uh, you know, stationary, you, you'd be okay. You end up paying more juice. But I, I think the ones where the yardage totals come into play, you've got to be pretty quick to react or kind of determine in your mind, like, okay, hey, these are the lines we're looking at. This is what I think it's going to be and go from there. Yeah, and I think, too, I think what we're getting at here, certainly with the juice is a big thing for some of these gadgety type things and these props. If you can find something here where you're betting, if you're going to get into the prop market here, where you're getting plus prices the majority of the time, that's probably a more advantageous way to go. Let's just say, for instance, you attack the prop market for the Super Bowl with some of these gadgety ones, and you play five of them. If you play five at plus money, okay, you really got to hit two, depending on what the plus money is, to at least balance out that sheet. If you keep weighing juice in all these, do the math. You're going to have to hit four to five yeah. in order to actually make money. Yeah, I'll, I'll flip that around, though, because there's a lot of these props, though, that also you'll you'll see a lot of long shot props, sure. right? And people want what do people always want to do gambling. Turn a little bit of money into a lot, right? right. They get obsessed with it. So I'm going to do – I'm going to put you on the spot here because you're a respected guy uh, when it comes to gambling. I'm going to try – I'm going to make you the odds maker for mm. a second. I'm looking at a series of props uh, that are a little bit longer shots. And I think that true odds can – this is where – can get a little confusing uh, versus what true odds should be or what odds you're actually getting from the book. So 
these I think these are a good example of what Dave's talking about. If it's if it's just a little bit of money uh, that you're having fun with because it's Super Bowl and you're at a party, cool. Um, but here's an example. Well, any offensive lineman to score one plus receiving touchdown, you would put what number out? Hundred to one. There Thirty-five to one. What is it? Thirty-five to one. No chance. Okay, either team to kick a game-winning walk-off field goal at the end of regulation. Pro- probably plus 550. I was going to say this number actually seems fair to me. Plus 750. I was say, that's a line, bad one. Yeah. Okay, any non-quarterback to have one plus pass touchdown. Any non-quarterback? Yes, Philly special. non-quarterback. You need a Philly special. Just um, need one touchdown. 15 to 1, 20 to 1? 22 to 1. 20, that's what okay. they have it off. Uh, any quarterback to have one plus receiving touchdowns. Any quarterback to have receiving touchdowns. Oh, Patrick Mahomes with is not Mahomes. No chance. Um, Forty-five, fifty to one. Forty to one. Uh, now I'm just impressed how good a ball, how close a ball is on these. Um, all right, any player to have a fifty-five plus yard reception. Hmm. Plus two ten. Plus two fifty. I mean, they've done this once or twice. available for hire. There you go. <laughs> and, but again, the point being is, well, I kind of, he, he's kind of screwed up my point. But the offensive lineman to score yeah. one plus receiving touchdown. Okay, that was my where I was going with it. That's where it's way off. Where it's not even close. It should be close to hundred to one, not thirty-five to one. So again, you go, oh, thirty-five to one. You're you're not getting the value you think you're getting. Yeah, correct. So again, just. Like we're saying, you're at a party, you want to have fun with these, and get some long, great. But if you're really taking it seriously, then you've got to look for the the right opportunities. And maybe the right opportunities are some of these, you know, plus 250s or $2 that we think are in them all in your range. So, like, a mall setting a number in his head, then you check the actual number. If they're close, then maybe you want to think about taking one yeah. of those longer shot plays. I talk about it here on the network with Going golf all the time. Right when I you try to pick an outright winner, right in golf. If I have my number and it lines with with some of our experts and Kelly, you're included in that mix. Then I'm going to fire. So this is the same thing here in the prop market. Make your own numbers, see what you think they should be, and then if you find one that actually feels playable, then go ahead and do your bidding. But you, you, just because you see a big number at 35 to one for a lineman to catch a touchdown pass, that's not the value you think it is. I I would agree with you, and I thought you brought up a great point there. It's not the value you think it is. And so many times, look, I, I thought you made a great point, except you said, you know, if you're betting pizza money on it, the only reason I push back on that statement is, have you looked at the price of pizza on the strip lately? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. I just, I jokingly said, if you hit a four-way parlay, then go buy eggs. I mean, this is the economy <laughs> we're in, right? We're, so, we're, not, we're not even, I'm not even on the strip of ball. It, one of my favorite pizza places in town, Joe's New York Pizza, great spot. Very good. Right, there, right there up on Las Vegas Do, Boulevard. You got a delivery the other night? One large pizza and a two liter, a two liter of Diet Coke. Thirty-five dollars. What's that? Thirty-five. Too low. Too low. What? Forty dollars. No way. <laughs> I knew I was underpaid. <laughs> How much money are you making? Forty dollars. Forty dollars and a liter of Coke. Yes. In, in eight years living in Vegas, I've gotten pizza delivery one time, and only because the weather was so bad, I said, you know what? Let let them go ahead and take the chance here instead of me. On principle alone, I would never order pizza for delivery. It's just such a ripoff on prices. Oh, I'm lazy. Worst, worst spot in town, the pizza place in Caesars. It's like it's like 14 bucks a slice or something like that. <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Albert owns that place. I need to I need to bet the offensive lineman to, to catch a touchdown just to get pizza. Holy mackerel. I, uh, Put a finishing bow in this edition of Big Bets next here on VC. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Next weekend will be the last weekend set of football, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. All you got to do is place a $10 bet or more in qualifying bets. You get a square in the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonuses, and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Back alongside them all, Shaw Dave Ross here. Let's put the finishing touches on this edition of Big Bets with a pro tip here in hour number two because uh, another weekend of great opportunities for NFL live betting should be available. So, again, we understand. Everybody wants to bet these games before. And I, and I understand that. If you really feel like you got a good number, go ahead and fire. But, Amal, I think what we're seeing is you saw it with San Francisco with the Brock Purdy injury, right, where all of a sudden – a game can flip on a dime because of that. And then your pre-flop position, if you will, is dead. Like if you had the Niners and you had three, three and a half, whatever it might have been, and once you saw Brock Purdy go out, you go, who's the backup? Josh Johnson. And then Josh Johnson goes out. Who's the backup? Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's, that's the reality of the situation. So more often than not, unless you're so headstrong and you think, I'm just going to stay with this position, the game is going to dictate where you should go as, as you just watch intently and certainly injuries can be a, a number one determining factor for the in-play. No question about it. Um, you know, it's something you got to pay attention to. And that's the one thing I think you saw when Johnson got hurt, oh. it changed the dynamic of the way the game was going to be viewed because yeah. you already knew Purdy couldn't throw the football. So so many factors involved in that. I think that's something you got to be cognizant of when you're betting some of these games. I, totally. So, again, that is the pro tip here for hour number two. Again, as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you have access to up to 20 of those a day across the VEASAN spectrum. All you have to do is go to VEASAN.com. You can sort those out by show or by sport. Uh, Amal, I do want to get back to something. And I was just over the weekend, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep because I stayed up and I watched Down Under. Yeah. What happened between, I mean, the Joker gets his revenge on Australia. He wins slam number 22. And Sabalenka breaks through with her first slam as uh, she gets a dramatic three-set victory on Saturday night, Sunday morning uh, against Rabakina here. She wins that in three sets. And first of all, I love doing the show with you because you kind of rekindle my love for tennis. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, watching that this weekend I thought was, was fascinating. I was a little bit upset because I wanted to hop in on the women's uh, final once uh, uh, Rabakina won the first set, and I couldn't, depending on where you were, you didn't get those in-play scenarios, and Sabalenka comes back and wins it in the next two. But very quickly, just on that thought, I know you had some tickets on Sabalenka, so great call by you. It was fascinating watching that final, but I was more impressed 
with the uh, the vanquished in this instance, the Wimbledon champion, than I was with the champion. And when I look ahead to the French Open and, and Wimbledon, when it comes up again, the ease that she goes about her play versus Sabalenka putting everything she's got into every point was just startling to me to watch. Yeah, I love Rybakina. She just needs to get a little bit better in terms of some of her decision-making in terms of the play. But just, I love players that are so even keel like Man, her. No, nothing rattles her. Holy mackerel, yeah, that's impressive. Tremendous. And by the way, uh, fortunate, you know, you watched the game or you watched the match. Honestly, it was probably one of the best, if not the best, tennis matches, women's match I've seen in a couple of decades. You got, you got to go back to like Graf and it was so good. Monica Sellis, one of those. It was so good. Bo both players were tremendous. And you could feel, though, in that third set that Rybakina really is going to have to hold serve here. The momentum was going towards Sabalenka. I'll tell you one thing, though. Sabalenka is going to be a real problem on the women's side going forward because I always feel like once you get that monkey off your back and that pressure is kind of released, oh, yeah. with her talent, she can hit anybody off the court. Like, again, for us, uh, for us American you know, tennis fans and what's going to happen now that Serena's gone, yeah. and I know these aren't American women, but – they that power game that Serena really brought into the fold here for women's tennis. These women are carrying on that mantle. I mean, they, they they can bang with the best of them from the baseline, and it is amazing to watch the ease that that uh, Rabakina. She she looks like she's effortless with the power, and it still translates deep into a third set. And Sabalenka is just matching her, you know, uh, stroke for stroke here. Uh, they were just nailing aces, nailing their spots. It was tremendous. You know, you mentioned. I love what you said there. It doesn't have to be an American player, obviously. We probably tune in a little bit more if it's Americans, but I kind of equate it to like Bryce Young. I'm not, I don't really hate Alabama. I'm just not a pro Alabama fan, but my God, I, for me, Kyler Murray was a lot of fun to watch at Oklahoma, but I, I loved watching Bryce Young play. Right. You, you just, Ease. you respect, yeah, you just respect his greatness. There's certain players you just love watching play because they're so good. And that's kind of an, how I would equate it when you see some of the, the especially Rybakina play. On the men's side, the Joker gets a straight set victory over a Tsitsipas. I thought Stefanos was very classy in defeat. I know they've had some, some issues between the two of them. Felt like there was some mutual respect after this one. So the Joker gets uh, slam number 22. I've already looked ahead the betting market. Uh, that I've seen here for the French Open, which will be the next major to be played. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Who do you think is the favorite? Um, uh, no, I'm going to say Novak and Carlos Alcaraz. You're so good. Dead heat. Exactly what them all said. The Joker is plus $1.75. Alcaraz, of course, was injured, could not compete in the Australian Open. Coming back, he's plus $1.75, which leads me to Rafa Nadal. Plus $2.50 for the King of Clay mm -hmm. to win again. He and Joker are now tied at 22. He's won the uh, French Open, I believe, 14 times. And it, it, it's just it's astounding to even say that and, and for that to be correct. We know now the Joker's won 10 Aussie Opens. Now, Clay is not his, his forte. I believe he's won it once. Tw twice. twice. Yep. The French twice. Am I missing something here? I know age is undefeated and father time's undefeated. But Nadal at plus 250 on his best surface. Are we playing Alcaraz? Or are we playing the Joker? Because I kind of look at Nadal thinking this might be his last stand on clay. I, I kind of feel that way, too. If you watch the match against Tsitsipas, even though he won in straight sets, boy, I tell you what, Dave, I was sweating. It was I close. Th I thought if he lost the third set breaker, he was going to be in trouble. If Alcaraz gets back healthy, we'll see during Madrid and Rome, depending on how he performs there. But I think Alcaraz is going to be tough to beat. You know, that matchup with Joker last year against um, Alexander Zverev, he got hurt. Otherwise, I don't even know if he gets through that match on clay there. So, look, it's hard to bet against Rafa at Roland Garros, but I think if you've missed the last 14 times in the last 17, 18 years, the window may have closed on you. Uh, against Tsitsipas uh, is the only other betting favorite that's uh, under 10 to 1 here at the French. He's, he's 6 to 1 to win. So, again, Joker plus $1.75, Alcaraz plus $1.75, Nadal plus two fifty, Tsitsipas 6 to 1, then Kasparu comes in at 12 to 1. Is there is there any advantage right now of getting these numbers? How much will they change? They won't change that. It's not enough to make a wager on players when we're talking about May. Mm. You're talking four months away, an injury can occur. You So many different factors. Uh, great point. I, I, I don't fire. What's that? Old, don't fire. Correct, yeah. yeah. I, I would not <laughs> wager. The injury is the biggest one. <laughs> well, right? not only that, but the other thing is, with a guy like Alcaraz, you want to see him coming back off of injury, how he performs. Like yeah. With Novak and Rafa, 
they'll figure it out by the time we get to the, the Grand Slams. Yeah, uh, Australian Open, I, it, it's almost like, I mean, one of the bigger outliers in kind of major sporting events, right? Because it doesn't, it's not as close as the other three Grand Slams are to each other. And then it's the... You know, you're kind of, what, ending the hard court season, right? Amal, it goes all the way through the fall. So, I, I mean, all the shift of services it's, and stuff like that and four months for injuries to happen, a lot could happen at that time. Dave, Dave, you've been to a ton of stuff. Kelly, I know you've been to a ton of stuff. Been fortunate. I saw Agassi on center court at Wimbledon. Uh, oh, wow. Been, been to a Damn. bunch of different things. That's been on my bucket list. What's wow. That's me, too. Wimbledon. Bucket list. I don't know the, if I belong there, but, you know, it's on my bucket <laughs> list. At least get me to Hemmings Hill. <laughs> the, uh, I, the, <laughs> the one thing I would love by. to – I would – you know, we talk about been to World Series, Super Bowl. And it's great. You know, you could say you've been there. But to me, the one thing that I would want to go is the Australian Open. I'm yeah. with you. Uh, Brett Haber does great work with the Tennis Channel. He always says, don't wait forever to get down here. He's been to several of those. It sounds like a great venue to watch uh, yeah. up there in Melbourne. Yeah, I was enjoyed the Delray Beach Open. Way more laid back. I'm not getting yelled Rock at. Rock Creek Park in D.C., baby. officials. I'm sipping on drinks. <laughs> Kelly, sorry, go ahead. The Schweitzer, by the way, on the women's side, yeah. she's the overwhelming betting favorite today. She's minus $1.10. you got to get to Javour at 10 to 1. Everybody else is double digits, and only Schweitzer right now is minus $1.10. I think she's going to win the French, um, but, man, that's a heavy price to lay this early. Uh, Pagula, 16 to 1. Carolyn Garcia, 16 to 1. Coco Golf, 14 to 1. I mean, it feels like the, the, the market is staying initially here months away. It's Schweitzer or bust. I would agree with you. Now, Dave, you're going to make me think about this when I want to focus on college hoops, but okay. All right. I, very I, college hoops. <laughs> Iowa State lane one against Texas Tech. What do you make of that? The best team with one conference win or no conference wins. I forgot what the uh, guns up are at. This is a tough Ooh. one. Iowa State didn't play well in Como on Saturday. I think they bounced back here. I, I'm going to go with Iowa State. Not my favorite kind of play on the road, but I'm going to go Cyclones. Okay, against the uh, oh. unranked Texas Tech Red Raiders. They're a good team, though. They're not as good as they've been in the past, but that league is so deep. Big 12 odds tomorrow on the show, Dave. Let's ma- go. Ma- giving a possible uh, market to a mall because apparently everybody's great. Love it. By the way, I, I hey, don't be a hater all your life. I think you're leaning <laughs> towards Fiatech at minus $1.10. I am. That's why I'm like, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> don't go anywhere. The final countdown is next here on VC. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 